0: It's Wednesday, July 18th. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Matt Greer, and joining me in studio, we have Motley Fool analyst Matt Argersinger. Matt, you are flying solo today. Yes. How you feeling? Good. Good. Well, we've got lots to talk about here. We're gonna talk some Amazon and some Target later in the show. We also have big earnings from an airline. That's not something I get to say all the time.
1: I know, and it gets me really excited.
0: I know. You have you have been I don't want to say bullish on the airlines, but you've been talking about the airlines yes. somewhat enthusiastically for a while now. I think that's that's a fair okay. assessment. Well, We're going to get to that, because I want to know, as an investor, is it time? Um, but let's start with Google. EU antitrust regulators slapping Google with a record $5 billion, as in B, $5 billion fine on Wednesday. Now, at issue here, Matt, is Google using its Android mobile operating system to squeeze out rivals Google says it will appeal the fine. Now, $5 billion for Alphabet, which is the parent company, $5 billion, that translates to just over two weeks' worth of revenue. So, so let's not cry too much. You know, No right. Kickstarter campaign needed. But going forward, what does this mean? Well,
1: I think it's a really interesting dilemma, Mac, because we've really never had, in corporate history, we've never had this situation until, say, the last 10 or 15 years, where a company makes a product. That's not just free, but also pretty good. And so, if users are using it and they're enjoying it and it satisfies their needs. Why, you know, why mess with that? Why hurt the company that's providing that service for free? Um, you know, and we can go back several years ago when the EU also fined Microsoft, yep. if you remember for Internet Explorer. It came as the default search engine for Apple or sorry, for Windows, and so therefore they felt, well it's kinda of squeezing out other potential search engines, it's not fair to the competition, users just don't know what they're getting, they're just using this because it's there. I don't know I don't know how to solve this problem and I know the EU has taken a very strong position on it. We in the US elsewhere have been kind of laissez-faire with this. We're saying it's a great product, you know, Google Alphabet is making it free to these phone makers who obviously like having a good quality operating system on their phones that users can use and enjoy. The key is though if I'm not only getting the operating system as a user, but I'm also getting Gmail, Google search, maybe Google Shopping, things like that. So, it's all these bundled things that Google Alphabet is providing that maybe I'm getting sucked into because I'm using the operating system, and therefore I'm using these other apps, and it's crowding out potential competition. Okay, so When
0: we pull back a bit, though, and you think about the EU and the regulatory landscape there, you've got Google, Alphabet, you've got Apple, you've got Amazon you've got Facebook do you think one of these big companies is more at risk going forward in terms
1: of regulation that's a good question I think they're all I think they're all at risk uh, just because of their dominance um, you know maybe I, I'm not surprised at Google initially just because you know if you look at Android it's it's r- roughly 90% percent of the smartphone users in the EU use Android uh, and that's that's an incredible Amount of dominance. I mean, Apple obviously is a bit player if you think about it. Uh, so that 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 makes me think that I understand why EU starting there. But it's it's the natural step to say, gosh, well, if Facebook is going to do something, Facebook, by the way, which owns WhatsApp, which is really popular in Europe, if Facebook wants to do something. Look at the network they have. Look at the the, the users they have, and the potential control over that ecosystem that they could have. So I think all of them are gonna be at some point susceptible to, to more fines and more regulation. And I think part of it is it's it's wonky because we're sort of still figuring out how to regulate big tech. It's not a good answer.
0: Yeah, and and in Google's defense, when I hear you say all that in the EU, there's still 10% of the market they don't have, right?
1: Uh, Yeah, hey, there you go.
0: (laughs) Still room to grow. (laughs) Okay, well, speaking of room to grow, um, United Airlines reporting better than expected second quarter profits. Matt, you look at the numbers here, pretty impressive. Average fares rising, traffic rising. Fuel costs rising also. We'll talk about that. But United went on to um, increase its profit forecast for 2018. Shares up around six percent at the time of our taping.
1: Yeah, nice, nice day for United Continental. I mean, if you look at the the key unit metric, which is revenue per available seat mile. Uh, Up three percent. That's, you know, following the industry. That's a really strong number for this particular quarter. Uh, They also guided for four to six percent growth in that number in the in the next quarter. Uh, And I've seen similar announcements from Delta saying the second half of the year is going to be stronger and stronger. It seems like this this capacity, this higher capacity, is actually meeting uh, higher demand, which is great uh, for the airlines. Uh, You did mention fuel prices. Fuel prices are up 40 percent, roughly year over year. So. That is why I think a lot of you know Delta came out last week and and kind of slashed their earnings estimate for the year because of the higher fuel prices. I think a lot of investors thought United would be saying the same thing uh, today, but they're not. I mean, fuel prices are a factor, but they've been able to uh, surpass a lot of that by controlling costs in other parts of the business. And as we were talking about before the show, kind of all the other ways that airlines can pull revenue these days. Yeah. uh, Some of it feels like nickel and diming to us uh, travelers. But tell you what, I mean, they've become ingrained in a way. I mean, we're so used to now paying for luggage. Yeah, we're so used to paying more for just slight upgrades in seats. I mean, we're talking like two inches of additional legroom. We're gonna shell out, you know, ninety bucks or something like that. So. All these things that the airlines didn't have before has that has increased their pricing power. Um, so it's it is an industry that I think has certainly changed for the better. So let's talk about the stocks. When we look at the five-year chart, okay. First of all, we
0: have the S and P over the last five years up around 84 percent. Okay, and looking at some of the big airlines, Southwest up a little more than 300 percent. So that's the leader in the pack over five years. JetBlue up 190 percent. Delta 175 percent. United. 115% and American 110%. So, a double over the last 5 yeah, years. When impressive. you look at those stocks, do you have one going forward that you
1: think's best in breed? I've been talking about it a little bit on our radio show. I think Delta to me is Is the one if you're an investor. I mean, I think you could buy a basket and do well. Even though the results over the last five years have been great, I think the next five years could be just as great, if not better. Uh, But Delta is my pick. I mean, I think having studied it, I I, I see the what I think is sort of the strongest hub and route network. I uh, one, they have the lowest unionized workforce. Only roughly 17% of their labor force is unionized because they only uh, allow their pilots to union. Uh, So, which is which is kind of unique in the industry. Um, They have the only investment grade balance sheet. And that's a product of generating lots of cash, paying down debt, paying down their pension liability. Um, they've bought back 15% of their shares over the last five years. They have a new $5 billion buyback plan in place. They pay a 2.5% dividend yield, and all of that you get for about 10 times earnings, Mac. So, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying you can you can buy Delta or buy Airlines today and expect a double or triple over the next five years. But another double in a reasonable amount of time that beats the market, I think you've got it. OK, and I have a follow-up
0: question about air, airline etiquette, because <laughs> oh. I, I, I was on frontier recently um, flying to Colorado, and, and I was sitting on an aisle, and the guy sitting on the aisle across from me took off his shoes and did not have socks on.
1: Oh, yeah. so that's... completely
0: barefooted, and he was crossing his legs in such a way that like one of his feet was like the size of a canned ham. And, and it was kind of spilling over into the aisle, and I'm in the aisle seat right by him. And I'm trying to eat. Can we
1: agree that bare feet
0: on airplanes is a
1: no-no? Yeah, I can. I can totally agree. And it's so funny you mentioned this story because I had a, I spoke with Randy Kuhn last night, at event, one of our colleagues here at the Fool, and he said he was on a 17-hour flight from the U.S. to Hong Kong recently, and a woman sat next to him, right next to him, took off her shoes, bare feet again but she was she was kind of a i guess a short petite woman right smaller she, feet smaller feet she put her feet she took the tray out table out put her feet on top of the tray table oh
0: you can't do no, that no you just you can't, can't even like i think i think even at home
1: that's a questionable yeah, move but i mean, I mean
0: you got it you got now i will say this i have taken my shoes off but i've had socks on yes so i think sock
1: feet can i'm a we fan are right. i'm a fan of taking the shoes off man sock it's long flight there's nothing better than Getting your shoes off at some point during the flight. But yeah,
0: you gotta have socks. You gotta have socks. And I was tempted to say something to this guy and what I did instead is I just stewed about it for like <laughs> two hours, right? <laughs> I know. You know. So that's 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 point one. And point two, and, and and I have put my seat back before, but I'm now at the point where no one on an airline should put their seat back. We're all in this together, just stop it. I think, in fact, I would go so far as to say, for new planes, just just disable that. Don't, Don't even let make it, it because one person does it, and then the other person has to do it. And if someone yeah, does it in front of or... you, then I feel like I'm at the dentist when they put it way back, and I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. It's... So so just kill it. Yeah, we're Yeah. Exactly. Especially it you
1: know when it's so unexpected, you're on your yeah. laptop or you're eating, and all of a sudden this the person just it's jams terrible. their seat back, and uh... and we're both we're
0: both like fairly tall. So, I mean, I can say that I'm not saying it's incredibly comfortable, but we're all in it together. And if you don't like doing that, take a bus, take a train, take the Wells Fargo wagon. I don't care what you take.
1: (laughs) Take a boat across the Atlantic if you need to. That's it. But
0: keep your socks on and don't put your seat back. There you go. Okay. I feel better. Okay. Let's move on to our final story Amazon Prime Day, officially a wrap. Amazon said it was the biggest shopping event in the company's history. Um, the event lasted thirty six hours. Amazon said that members bought more than one hundred million products Matt for investors. What does it all mean?
1: Well, if you're an Amazon shareholder, it's all good, right? I mean, it's been all good for a while, um including this year. Uh, but yeah, when when I hear they weren't they didn't provide a lot of specifics in the release, but when I, when I hear biggest day ever, obviously that means it exceeded last year's Prime day and it probably exceeded Cyber Monday. Uh, last fall, so obviously a big day. Uh, one of the things they talked about was adding more signups for Prime uh, on July 16th, which is the main day than the previous than any previous day in American history. Not surprised by that because they did that last year as well. But still, the fact that they're adding potentially millions and millions of Prime new Prime users on that particular day is, is still very very impressive. A couple other nuggets. Uh, you know, this was the first. Uh, Prime Day, where they owned Whole Foods, and so if, you're a Whole, if you went and shopped at Whole Foods, I think if you spent ten dollars yep. at Whole Foods, you're, you got a, a, a gift certificate to spend ten dollars on Amazon, which I think is a pretty good way to get people That's to nice. shop at Whole Foods. Uh, I should have—I didn't even know about that. I should have—I totally would have done that. <laughs> um, but uh, I, customers purchased more than five million items in each of the following categories: toys, beauty products, computer accessories, apparel, and kitchen products. Mm. I just mentioned those those categories because it's such a broad range if you think about it. I mean, there's not one particular area that you know everyone's going after. I mean, it's just amazing the the broad inventory that Amazon has and that people buy. Uh, It just really touches every aspect of everyone's life. Um, And then one more interesting nugget from the release uh, was, and Amazon called this out, was that members really stocked up on back to school. And back to college, uh, things like you know pens, pencils, uh, things you need for your dorm, you know. And 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 I should have known this, but I never really thought of Amazon Prime Day as a, a sort of a back to school kind of event for for parents or students. But it is if you, the timing of it. It seems right? so early, though. It seems it like does. the middle of summer here. But if you can take advantage of it, and schools you know a month or maybe five weeks away, it's uh, not not a bad thing to do.
0: Yeah, and it was also interesting, Matt. I noticed um, in, in reading up on it that Target had its own sale on Tuesday. And and I didn't I didn't really find a lot about the numbers, but Target said it was the highest single day of traffic and sales of online purchases this year. Yeah. So it reminds me a bit like when you go to a sporting event or you go to a concert there's someone outside the arena like selling bottled water as you kind of walk
1: up. That to me <laughs> That was Target. <laughs> that's kind of Target, right? <laughs> it is. It is in a way. I'm not surprised. I mean, and <laughs> in fact, you kinda of have a plot target, right? I mean, this if they know And I love Target. If, yeah, if they know that there's millions of shoppers out there going online looking for deals, if you're Target or Walmart or you know Wayfair or any other, you know, popular sort of online uh, destination for e-commerce, why not take advantage of it? I I expect to see a lot more of that for sure. It's it's kind of like what happened. In China, do you remember it's this thing called Singles Day, which happens every oh, yeah. every year? Yeah. I feel like, I, and I, I might not have this totally. I grip. would have loved that because I was single until
0: I was forty, right? <laughs> and when it aimed, it's it, it's aimed at people who are single. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. And I, I th- I'm pretty sure, maybe one of our dozens of listeners can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Alibaba was the company that really started Singles Day, whenever it was ten years ago. But now every major e-commerce company in China, it's like this big, huge event that they've all, they all report, they all talk That's about. We all market into, and it's exactly what's happening with Prime Day here in the U.S. So you said you did not buy anything on Prime Day.
0: In in general, are you you're a prudent shopper?
1: You don't strike me as a guy who's making a lot of like unnecessary purchases. No, I'm never a guy who. I mean, I'm not I'm not the guy who's always looking for things. Like if I need to buy something, I'll go and buy it, and maybe I'll look for a deal. But I'm not I'm not a guy who says, okay, that's the day, because I know there're gonna be deals. I'm gonna go out and see what's out there. I just you know, I'm the same with holiday shopping. I'm just not that. But you know, I think it's something I'll go look for it. I don't let the you know I don't let the retailer pull me in. I That's guess. good.
0: I love I love looking at all the stuff, but it just reminds me of like how much stuff I don't need. <laughs> I, I mean know. it's unbelievable. You're like, I don't need that, I don't need that. So I've gotten a little more measured in my in my older years. Smart. So. Smart. Okay. Well Matt, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Mac. As always, people on the show may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and the Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. And we always love to hear from you. So if you'd like to um, ask a question or um, share a comment, marketfoolery at fool.com, marketfoolery at fool.com. And if you'd like to pick up some Motley Fool swag shirts, hats, coffee mugs, shop.fool.com. That's it for this That's it for this edition of Market Foolery. The show is mixed by Dan Boyd. I'm Matt Greer. Thanks for listening, and we will see you tomorrow.